Before the Wind by Charles Ting. Edited and with an introduction by Susan Fells. Charles Ting, 1801-1879, a sea captain and merchant of Boston and Newburyport, Massachusetts, and my great-great-grandfather, was the fifth of eight children born to Dudley Atkins, a lawyer who took the last name of Ting to inherit a female relative's modest legacy, and his first wife, Sarah, daughter of the Boston merchant Stephen Higginson. Despite his family's wide network of friends and relations, Charles did not have an especially privileged upbringing. His mother died when he was seven. He was sent to live with his paternal grandmother in Newburyport, who then died within a year or so. His father had remarried, but his stepmother took charge of only her three youngest stepchildren. Charles and his four older brothers were sent to a series of boarding schools outside of Boston. Unlike his brothers, who all attended college, Charles proved to be a lackluster and even rebellious student whose outspoken tendencies often got him into trouble. What to do with this barely adolescent black sheep? The very small, under five feet, but hardy 13-year-old, was sent to sea as a sailor boy on a merchant vessel belonging to two of his Perkins' uncles. His first voyage, a year and a half long, took him to China and back, around the world. On his return, the youngster told his father he never wished to go to sea again. His father replied that Charles had made a choice of career and must stick with it. Some 60 years later, after a long and prosperous career as a captain, ship owner, and merchant, Ting decided to record the details of his eventful early life on land and sea and got as far as his 1833 bout with cholera. A handwritten memoir from 1878, a handsome French watercolor painting of Ting's first two ships meeting in the Mediterranean, dated 1830, and some photographs have survived intact in the Ting family, most recently in the hands of my uncle Charles Ting, the captain's great-grandson and namesake. I first learned about this manuscript while doing some research on an entirely different part of the family. Before this, I had only heard my mother make vague references to the fact that one of our ancestors had had some kind of seafaring connection. In fact, all I really knew was that he had, at one time, had something to do with a mermaid. It's hard to believe that this detail was all that had been passed down from such a colorful life. Luckily, when I was talking to Uncle Chuck about other matters, he asked me for some help in preserving his family photos and papers— including Charles Ting's manuscript. The memoir offered cinematically vivid stories of Charles's adventures at sea, his maritime trading experiences, and his highly diverse travel observations. The rich historical and social context of his life on shipboard and on shore, in Boston, Canton, Havana, London, Italy, the Sandwich Islands, and other worldwide ports of call the sheer number and intensity of near-death experiences in storms at sea, shipwrecks, mutinies among his crews, pirate attacks, and a cholera epidemic were truly phenomenal. Although we might wish that Charles Ting had completed the written account of his life, 
It seems likely that the years he describes in this memoir were his most adventurous and dramatic. And so we are grateful that the manuscript survived and that it will have a good home in the wonderful collection on New England seafaring history at the Peabody Essex Museum. And we're doubly pleased that now an even larger audience will be able to meet this headstrong New Englander and to discover for themselves an American maritime classic. Susan Fells <laughs>